This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. We're going to be talking about the Murfreesboro school system. Uh, Butch Campbell, who is chairman of the board, which is a, a pretty big title. Uh, we're having trouble this morning with one of our headphones, so I'm going to start off with you, and then uh, who have you got with you? We have uh, Ralph Ringstaff today, who mm-hmm. is the assistant superintendent of personnel with city school systems you, you did a great job over there ralph and you you still are and i was i've been very impressed with you i know you can't say anything to me right now but um there's a lot going on but you wanted to mention uh ben cates i did uh, of course you've had folks on here about Ben, everybody has been talking about Ben, yeah. uh, rightfully so, in the area of sports. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe that's where he was known. But I also knew Ben through church. Oh. Ben and I were uh, directors and uh, outreach leader for freshman and sophomore high school students for several years at church. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben was certainly a, a well-respected person. Uh, he was one of the best Christian men that I believe I've ever known. He was. Even in, when I refereed ball games that he was coaching in, he was always that way. And I just think people, I want people to understand what a great person. Ben, ben was a major influence in First Baptist Church for many, many years and certainly had a lot of influence on a lot of young people that came to that church. And mm-hmm. he's a, he always was one of these that pushed me a little bit more than I wanted to sometimes, but uh, that was okay. It made me a better person, and I <clears throat> I think today that I'm a better person, if possible, as a result of the influence of Ben Cates. And I just I just want, wanted people to realize what a fine Christian man he was, and not only in the sports world, but also in, in uh, church as well. Did he did he make you a better referee? Uh, uh, that's the one thing that probably he missed out on. Well, he tried. Uh-huh. Uh Ben was kind of known as, uh, from the, the officials in our association as as uh, as the deacon because yeah. of course he was he was a church deacon for years and years at First Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess probably he did because he taught me how to. Be calm, cool, and collective, maybe. He was wow. a good person. He was a great person. We we all miss him, and I know his family does. That was a miracle in itself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I had I was influenced an awful lot by Ben, and, yeah. and I appreciate everything he He always wanted to go visit, and that was just one thing I wasn't real hepped up on. But he'd always say, now, Butch, come on, we got to go. And, you know, Butch and Ben would go visit. It didn't matter whether it was youth in the church or the adults he wasn't a taker he was a giver he was a giver very much so a giver yes he was now this has been an unusual two years for uh this country and uh, a lot of it is um has affected the school systems across the country um what are you guys doing this year? Is it going to be back to normal, or what's happening in our uh, city school system? I'm going to let Ralph go with that one. Uh, you get all the hard questions, Ralph, this morning, because he's going to give up the, the head folks. Now, if there's something that's easy, he'll keep them on his, his own head. But, Ralph, 
doggone Ralph. He can't even work the headphones. <laughs> Good gosh. Did you see how quick he passed that question I mean, off to me? Yes, I did, but I didn't see you be able to put them back on your head very quickly. Well, yeah, but he, he messed them up as he <laughs> getting them off so quick. All right. What what we're starting our uh, new schools uh, year. Um, what is the protocol for um, the kids being in the schools now? Truman, before I answer that, I would like to, first of all, thank you for having me back on the show again. It's and been a while. It has been. And, yeah. Uh, and thank you for those comments that you made to me. Uh, we just completed our summer school this yeah. summer. Uh, yesterday was our last day. We did a six-week program. Mm -hmm. We had 1,600 students to participate in our summer school. Which wow. 20-25% of our student population. Uh, the amazing thing is we had 400 teachers to step up and volunteer to teach those students, uh, which is incredible. You know, they gave up three to six weeks of their summer to uh, provide assistance to those students. Good for them. Yes, and so we, we finished that uh, yesterday. And during our summer school, our protocol was we required the students to wear masks. Mm -hmm. And teachers who were vaccinated, they they were uh, required to wear masks, excuse me, recommended to wear masks to do protocol when they were within six feet of the students. Mm -hmm. Now, we tried to keep social distancing at all times because we had fewer students in the classroom. We had eight to ten students in a classroom, so we could keep them four to six feet apart. Yeah. And when they were outside, masks were optional. Now, to start the school year, we're going to re uh, follow the CDC recommendations. The CDC recommends the students wear a mask. And then they also uh, are leaving up recommending if the teachers have been vaccinated. Teachers do their, we're not going to ask teachers if they've been vaccinated or not, but we're going to hope that they follow the guidelines if they've been vaccinated or not. So uh, what will be the guidelines for the teachers? If they've been vaccinated, uh, well, we want to set a good example for the students. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, you know, we're not requiring the teachers to wear a mask, but if they choose to, that that's great. Yeah. That's as of today. And as you know, this is a moving uh, protocol. Mm -hmm. So how will that affect the students in the classroom as far as wearing masks and um, some people have a problem with with wearing masks it, it affects them and and uh, for me it, it, it would be like I'm gonna have an MRI done Friday I can't stand anything around me I really can't I can't even stand Butch around me but it, it just it's one of those things that it, it really um, a lot of people have that problem. You're right, but we're so proud of our students for last year. Uh -huh. We required masks throughout the school year last year. Yeah. Our students, our faculty, all of our employees stepped up, and it was done very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, all of our classrooms have a, what you call a mask-free zone. Mm -hmm. If a student just really needs to take off their mask for a few minutes, they go to the mask-free zone, mm -hmm. take the mask off, in about five minutes, they could return to the uh, to the regular class. Yeah. So, yes, uh, but it became, I guess, it was very hard at first, but then it became the norm. Mm -hmm. uh, we are taking more precautions than other school districts. We are requiring masks on the bus. Students wear masks on the bus because it's very, very hard to social distance on the bus. Yeah. Um, and it's hard for children to social distance, period. Period. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, on the playground. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean um, when Butch and I went to school, we were always hitting each other, hugging uh, the kids and all the other ones. Uh, the, uh, having that type of relationship almost brought you closer together. And uh, the 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 social thing 
is is a major part of being in school and and enjoying your classmates and making new friends and uh, that's one of the main learning experiences you have. How do, how do you deal with that? Well, and our hope is to return as much to normal as possible. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, uh, children, especially young children, they, they tend to gravitate toward one another just automatically. Sure. And so, uh, you know, if, if classrooms are set up by tables, we want the same four to be grouped together mm-hmm. uh, as far as eating lunch together. Um, and during the class time in groups, small groups. So we're going to try to limit the uh, interaction with every student in, in the classroom. Just try to group them in a small groups. And if we have to quarantine, then we can limit the number of students and teachers that we have to quarantine. What would be the, num- the numbers in each class? We hope to be between 17 and 20. Ooh, that's that's, that's uh, pretty good if, if yeah, you and, can and stay I, with that size. In elementary school. Yeah. And in some of our larger schools, it, it may get up to 22, 23. That's well within what most people feel like they should be in each classroom. True. Yeah. And our school board has really done an excellent job of helping keep our uh, pupil-teacher ratios low in our classrooms. Now, I, I just found out recently that the pay level in the city schools is higher than the county's uh, pay level. And you, you have, uh, what, K through 6, and uh, the county uh, goes all the way in the high school level. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you manage what the, the average pay would be for teachers in that level? Well, I think it's been that way. I've been with Murfreesboro City Schools for going into this my 12th year. Mm-hmm. And so we have enjoyed having that uh, luxury, um, being one of the highest paid school districts in, uh, among, in, among the area. Mm-hmm. And I guess we are slightly ahead of the county now. They're, they've caught up to us for the most part over the last several years. Yeah. So we're, we're not as uh, far ahead of them as we once were, but we're still slightly ahead, maybe a, a thousand or two a year. Yeah. And uh, we're an elementary school district. We, we, we have such an excellent reputation that it helps us when we try to recruit new teachers. Mm-hmm. This year, so that's not a problem right now. Well, I wouldn't say it's not a problem because we do have a national teacher shortage, and yeah. it is affecting us even. But like right now, we still have four or five teachers that we're trying to fill for our teachers' report within a week and a half. Yeah. But uh, we've hired about 85 so far, 85 teachers for this next school year. Wow. Now, are you completely up to? What you need in no, each classroom? I, I still have about four or five teaching positions open, so we're still looking. So yeah. you still have your teaching cert- certification. I'd like to uh, yeah. get you on. <laughs> <laughs> the, the K through 6, it, it, it seems like that is the level that a lot of new teachers want to be in. Once you get into the, the middle school and the high school, it's more difficult, isn't it? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I would say that. Uh, elementary school, we have our own challenges. Yeah. And uh, middle school, I guess middle school and high school has its challenges. Maybe different challenges. Yeah. But uh, we, it's, it's harder to find teachers who, won't, who, I guess who, have that passion for children and mm-hmm. that love for children. That's. Uh, that, that's a re- huge requirement. I think Dr. Gilbert and I think Dr. Duke feels the same way. Dr. Gilbert said, as long as you love teachers, I mean, as long as you love students and have a passion for teaching, I can mm-hmm. teach you how to teach. And Dr. Duke has made that same statement. So yeah. uh, we, we work with their teachers. We give them a lot of professional development. Yesterday, uh, on Tuesday, we did a signing day for new teachers. Mm. And what that is, it it's, uh, mimics when a high school athlete picks their college 
you know, they choose three, there's three hats in there on the table and yeah. they choose the hat. We did that yesterday, um, Tuesday, and they had their picture taken with the school mascot that they're going to be, the school they're going to be located, the principal and Dr. Duke. Uh, they all had their picture taken, so we took uh, pictures for about 70, 75 teachers on Tuesday, and yesterday, and today, and tomorrow we're doing new teacher orientation. We're taking a sports theme. It's really not new teacher orientation. It's called training camp. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're have, holding that at MTSU in the College of Education building. So we have about 80, 85 teachers going through new teacher orientation for the next, the rest of this week. Wow. So you mentioned the hats. Um, do do they choose kind of like Harry Potter did, <laughs> or? Uh, how how do you do that? I mean, it's uh, well to be on the safe side. I just stick one hat on the table. It's Murfreesboro City School. Oh, <laughs> that's a, that's a wow! Way we can do that. <laughs> do Do you feel pretty confident in uh, the school board and how they run uh, the city schools and things like that? I have been on the school board in another school district for eight years. I've watched a lot of other school board meetings and we have the best school board oh, i've ever seen me i know i hate to say that in front of butch but it, it is very true we uh they get along they work together as a team your nose is shining <laughs> it's getting long Ralph, goodness gracious <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, it's true i mean uh the school board i was on we wouldn't get out of there to 12 30 1 o'clock in the morning mm. yes and uh, this this board they they keep the focus on the children. Yeah, that's where it needs to be at all times. All decisions need to be made. What's in the best interest of our children? What's the biggest challenge facing the schools right now? Wow. Gosh. I, I did all the easy questions first. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, used to when a uh, radio person would. Uh, interview me, he'd say, I'm getting ready to throw you a curveball. That was a curveball. <laughs> I think... Um, no, that was a knuckleball. <laughs> <laughs> came in there slow. And, but uh, I think getting the students caught up from the pandemic. I mean, we were out May 13th, I mean, March 13th, 2020, mm -hmm. the last three months. So the children did not get any education, basically. Yeah. And then last year was a struggle. Sometimes we were in school, in person. Sometimes we were virtual. Mm -hmm. And that was a struggle. That's why we have summer school this year and next year, for sure. I mean, the state has mandated just to try to catch up the children. Yeah. And uh, we need more teachers to go into the profession. We need people who love children to be excited about teaching and come in and help us. We need good teachers and parental support, community support. We need to try to get things back to as normal as possible and get parents in our schools. Unfortunately, we're going to be limiting visitors starting out, but uh, community partnerships. Uh, and we have five of our 13 schools STEM designated, state STEM designated, and that will help prepare them better for the workforce yeah. in 15, 20 years. And we need to focus a lot on that. We need to get back in, in what, where we've been. Well, how uh, much did, with the kids not being in school and the parents becoming more involved in the curriculum, how did how did that change things? Because I, I know pretty much across the board uh, everywhere, the parents were not very happy with some of the things that were being taught in the classroom. Uh, how do you justify uh, to those type situations? Well, as far as the virtual versus the in-person, some students excelled in virtual, some students struggled. Some no, students I'm talking about the type of thing that you I, were I, teaching. I'm trying to avoid that question. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Mercerboro City Schools, we've got a curriculum, and what we've done, I mean, the state approved the curriculum choices that we had in front of us. Mm -hmm. We get a group of teachers, administrators together, the group of teachers and parents and community, they vote, they give their recommendation. Mm -hmm. We put it in front of the school board, they vote on it. Now, 
we're going through our curriculum right now to see if there's anything anywhere that we need to address. And mm -hmm. if our number one thing is we're going to abide by the school, the state laws, school board policies, and the state guidelines. Whether you feel like, I, give those headphones to Butch. I'll mess with them Gladly. a while. <laughs> no matter what, Butch, if, uh, if the parents are not happy with some of the things that are being taught, whether in history, math, or in, in any of the particular uh, type classes that are there, and the state wants you to do something, and the federal government wants you to do something, and I know a lot of times money's involved in those type situations. How in the world can you circle around that, or can you? Truman, you, you have to do what the state and the federal government tell you to do. Whether it's appropriate or not. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. Now, whether it's appropriate will depend on your philosophy I guess uh, but you know two years ago I guess it was when we were having so much trouble with testing our board sent a letter to the State Department of Education saying mm -hmm. that we were not going to do the second half of the testing that year and we got a letter back and said that's fine if that's what you want to do but if you do that then you will lose state funding mm -hmm. so you didn't have a choice you got to go ahead and do those testing because you've got to have the state funding, which helps with salaries and amenities and all the things that you've got. So mm -hmm. it's, we may not always agree with, I guess I won't say the higher ups maybe, but those are just things that you have to do. Just, it's like in anything else, law enforcement, you may not have wanted to do it this way, but if you didn't do it that way, you, you lost out. So you, you've got to do it. Uh, We're, we're in a situation. Well, let's go back to that one. Uh, in law enforcement, um, back in your day, in my day, things were a whole lot different because uh, each individual, whether it would be a law enforcement officer or a teacher or whoever, it, it was uh, your uh, choice as far as how you were going to either teach in the classroom or, and you know, they made really good decisions back then, didn't they? Because it was up to them to uh, educate each child in, in a way that they felt like would improve that particular individual, the, the, the children that were in their classroom. And when we had choices as law enforcement officers back then to try to um, not only... Uh, make sure that the county was safe but each individual that you dealt with you you try to you know put some heart in it and True. Uh, and, True. and not just be just completely confined to a particular type of uh, crime that was being committed and it worked out really really well and the thing that bothers i think most people butch of course this is a very conservative state tennessee is and it, it, i mean even beyond that type conservative or liberal or whatever we, we want to do what's best for our children to make sure that their future is going to be bright and, and they're they're learning things that uh, uh pretty much has been a positive thing for us for all the years for our country and our state and all of those type things it has to bother you when you're pretty much confined to what somebody else wants you to teach in the classroom. Well, I think that's that's true to a certain degree. Uh, however, I I would say that most when a school district and and Ralph alluded to this a minute ago in regards to curriculum, when we have an opportunity to choose mm -hmm. a curriculum, let's say with a certain series of of books and and things like that. Uh, we have a choice sometimes of three or four that mm -hmm. we look at curriculums. And then the teachers decide which curriculum they had rather have. And that's, that gives them an opportunity to have a, a voice into what we're going to teach during the school year. Mm -hmm. And the curriculum for Murfreesboro City may not be the same thing for Memphis. 
you know, because of a difference, a diversity of, of students and that sort of thing. So it's uh, it's it's a thing that that teachers have an opportunity to choose from, and I think that's great because I think they ought to because they're the ones that are going to be saddled with the opportunity of, of teaching those students that particular curriculum. Well, as educators, you have to make, a, you really do make a tremendous impression on the kids and what they believe. And, uh, you know, there there's some things that that cross all kinds of lines. One is one is math, where math in in some ways is being taught and being completely more complicated and more time consuming than it what used to be in our time. And it, it was mostly uh, a remembering type thing rather than stretching it out uh, into um, making it. I tell you what, I, w I would not be able to do math in today's world. Well, and a lot of math teachers are not able to do it anymore. It's, it's a different procedure, and you and I came up with one, one procedure, and at that point in time, we thought that was the best, and I still think that was pretty doggone good. Try, try to use the new math and, oh. and be working in a counter somewhere and be able to use most of that through your mind. It's impossible. Well, it's we've gotten to the point where technology is so important in every aspect of our control life. in our lives. That's right, and so I think consequently because of that, we don't have as many students coming up that can do math in their head or do a simple way. They've got to they depend on the computer. They can depend on the cash register to tell them what kind of change to give back, mm -hmm. uh, and it's. I don't know if it's good or bad, but in my opinion, we did pretty well what we had. Yeah. Well, it's it's a shame that Washington and and the Nashville control what goes on here in in Rutherford County, and I think that's I think that's what hit a lot of parents during that pandemic is what in the world is going on with our uh, education system. I think you're right. And it's not your fault. That's no. the thing about it. Yeah. It's somebody else that we have no idea who they are. And uh, you, you can't seem to um, break that cycle that's going on. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Ralph and Butch. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hello, this is Ken Lane from Bullseye Gun and Range, inviting you to join us at our grand opening event. Check out our newly remodeled retail store and our brand new beautiful indoor shooting range. Come by Bullseye and browse over a thousand guns. Meet our two full-time gunsmiths and tour the shooting facility. Our new hours are 9 to 7, so stop by Bullseye on Friday and Saturday, July the 23rd and 24th. You don't want to miss the fun, so see you there. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet. Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed. And in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Sometimes the world can seem a cold place. So we gotta bring the warmth to it. Sometimes the world can seem a broken place. So we gotta strive to fix it. 
At the end of the day, we are empowered to create the world we want to live in. So we prepare for the worst, but we must always, always expect the best. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. And the Blue Raiders win again. I need to get some MT gear. Let's go to the mall. Mall store? Really? thought you wanted gear. Any Blue Raider stores in the mall? Well, no. You'll only find a limited selection mixed in with dozens of other schools and teams. My choice is Raider Tees, who specializes in Blue Raider gear with hundreds of items to choose from. They're located just off Broad Street behind Chewy's on Ridgely Road. Raider Tees. Like us on Facebook for early notice of specials and sales. Raider Tees. Bigger, better, and go blue. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. A Lebanon Marine is home nearly 80 years after being killed in the Pacific during World War II. The remains of Captain Edward Len Walker arrived home with full military honors Wednesday after he was killed at age 26 during the Battle of Tarawa in November of 1943. A previous mix-up caused another Marine's remains to be buried alongside Captain Walker's family members in a Lebanon cemetery. A memorial service is set for Saturday at Fairview Church, with burial to be at the Wilson County Memorial Park Cemetery. There was a fuel spill at 10 o'clock Wednesday morning at the pilot truck stop on South Church Street. Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue say a tanker hit a dumpster that caused a gas spill. The fuel stop and Arby's restaurant were closed until hazardous waste crews cleaned up the mess. A nationwide shortage of drivers has delayed trash collection for waste management across parts of Middle Tennessee. Company is rushing to pick up garbage from Smyrna, Laverne, and Antioch that some neighbors say has been sitting around for weeks. Waste management intends to pick up the garbage they miss by the end of the week. Then they say they'll go to an every other week schedule until the staffing crisis is solved. Tennessee's Commissioner for the Department of Tourist Development is apologizing for how the Tennessee on Me campaign was rolled out. Commissioner Mark Ezell made the comments to a joint committee of lawmakers yesterday. The Tennessee On Me program incentivizes visitors from out of state to book hotel rooms in participating cities, then get $250 airfare vouchers from the state. Some have criticized the $2.5 million program as a waste of money. Others are upset that it only includes Knoxville, Chattanooga, Nashville, and Memphis. When news breaks, we tweet it. Follow us at WGNS Radio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Come on out to French's Shoes and Boots second annual Summer Bash presented by Durango Boots, Friday through Sunday. French's has 15% off all Durango Boots, plus door prizes, giveaways, food, and much more. Catch a live performance by Matt Rogers Friday, 5 to 6.30, and Kimberly Kelly Saturday, 1 to 2.30 at French's Summer Bash, presented by Durango Boots. It makes good sense to shop at French's, French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon. Areas of haze at times with a high in the low 90s. Winds out of the north around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. Classic kid movies are back this summer at Premier 6 on Broad in Jackson Heights. $5 tickets include admission, drink, popcorn, and candy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for classic kid movies all summer. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Ralph and Butch. And um, as a board member, I know that. Um, do you do you have a lot of people when you have your meetings that and, and I don't think I've ever uh, been at one of the uh, Murfreesboro School Board memberships places or where the parents have a chance to respond. What are the things that they mostly will ask you, Bush, when when you're having a meeting? Because I do do you have an open 
time when they can come forward and express their um, beliefs in how the school system should be run and how their children should be we taken have, care of. We have a procedure mm -hmm. that uh, a person can go through if they would like to speak to the board. Mm -hmm. And they have to fill out a paperwork and submit it in advance, selling what they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a gentleman a couple of weeks ago who came to us talking about the, the mask. And I believe, Truman, it was the first time since I've been on the board that we've had a person that has actually come forth and wanted to speak at a board meeting. Of course, you get a lot of emails and mm -hmm. uh, conversation on the street and then this sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, you, you always listen to those opinions. Uh, it's not always just one-sided, as yeah. most everything is. There are two sides to that coin, and you listen to both sides, and then what you have to do, if, it, if it's a controversial situation, you have to decide in your own mind what is best for your the students and also the employees, and yeah. you vote accordingly. And then once the vote is taken by our board, you may not support the way it ended up, but it's a board decision, and... That's what we go with. Yeah. We have Ralph said a minute ago, and we do. We have a very good board. Yeah, very you do. Very congenial board, and everybody works together and uh, gets along very well. There's not any animosity, I don't think, from one member to the other. It's a, it's a good, it's. A, it's You've done a good job in in the leadership part of it, well, Butch. I'm just. I'm. I love to give you a hard time. That's but okay. you and I go back a long way. We're we've been friends for many many years. And I, I, I'm going to give you credit. You really have, during some of the hardest times that, that we have been through, you've you stood pretty tall. Well, I appreciate that. I, you know, you, you try to do what's best yeah. that you can do. And, but here again, too, you, you listen to the, to the public and the parents, and then you have to weigh your decision on what your opinions are. Well, the PTAs used to be pretty strong when you and I were going yes, to school. Yes, they were. I think PTA is it's more of a parent club now because with PTAs, you had to give so much money to the national organization, and uh, parents got where they were got away from that because if it's a parent club, that all the money that they raise and stays right there. You don't have to pay anybody anything, any membership fees. Yeah. And one thing, when Ralph and I were talking earlier, um, we were talking about the mask, uh, but parents do have an option of uh, making their child wear a mask or not, do they not? Yes, they do. In our in our school system this fall, uh, masks are optional. If, if I want my son to wear a mask, then he wears a mask. If I don't, then he doesn't have to. Now, as Ralph mentioned uh, earlier, uh, we want our teachers to be vaccinated, and if they are vaccinated, then the mask responsibility is less than it would be if they were not vaccinated. Yeah. But that's true in most places. It's unusual to have a uh, rule for children, and half can maybe not wear the mask and the other half wear it does that cause any uh friction at all but it, between the parents and or the children that are in the classroom as far as causing a friction i don't think so uh i would hope not you know everybody has their own belief in their own philosophy yeah. and well, what if the child uh him or her what if they decide they see the other children not wearing a mask? So they said, I'm not going to wear one either. Do they have that option or is it strictly with the parents who, who make that rule? I think the, the child has that option, but I'm going to let Ralph dive into it. We will know if the parent wants to, that child wearing a mask, uh -huh. and the teacher will remind that child, please put on your mask, please put on your mask. They mm -hmm. will remind them once they notice that child doesn't have a mask on. Mm -hmm. Then we will communicate with the parent and say, Johnny's having trouble keeping his mask on throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And then 
the teacher and the parent will communicate and, and go forth and we will continue to remind that, that child, that student, that, you know, please put on your mask. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? it it's not a simple thing, is it? <laughs> I think nothing is simple when you're dealing with what we're going through right now. Yeah. The pandemic. I mean, it just it just adds a layer to the, the challenges that our teachers, our support staff are dealing with in yeah. today's society, in, the, in the education world right now. And we hope it gets better. Yeah. That's our goal. And, you know, we just want to make it as normal as possible, normal school day as possible. And you asked Butch about does it cause friction? I have some children without masks and some don't. We don't know. Yeah. And like Butch said, we hope not. We, we hope it's just, you know, you go to a store now. You mm -hmm. see people with masks on and some people without masks. Uh, we... Uh, we hope everybody, we do a good job of adapting and adjusting. Yeah. What happens when a teacher, um, maybe let's say in history, and, and uh, they're, very, they're very well read in the, in the history that they're teaching, but they, they're so well read that a lot of the things that they're having to teach may not be correct. Uh, I, 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 come on now. I mean, I've, I'm asking you all these easy questions. But, so if they feel uncomfortable with teaching that particular subject and they go to, I guess, the next person that would be the principal, maybe? Correct. And, and then uh, and they say, I don't want to teach what I'm having, I'm being made to teach simply because I don't feel comfortable with something that I know is not correct as far as that particular bit of history that I'm having to teach. And and they make a, could they go before the school board uh, or with the principal and, and, and give them their version of um, how they feel like that it is going to not give the students the, uh, the right amount of data that they need to know as far as that subject. Um, you know, it, it, it's not like uh, in Germany where they burned all the books and then you create your new history and things like that. We, we've seen a lot of things that are completely untrue as far as what the media forces down on us. But does the rest of the country have to step in line just because Nashville says it should be this way or Washington, particularly in Washington, how they want uh, to relate that type of thing is going on? As I stated earlier, Truman, we're taking a proactive approach. We're looking at all of the content that's mm -hmm. in the curriculum. We're trying to determine what can be the you know controversial, the least chance that it's controversial, mm -hmm. and then we're addressing it. How does it? We got to first teach to the standard, mm -hmm. the Tennessee State standards that they put forth. And if you say, okay, teacher says, I don't, I don't feel comfortable teaching it this way. Is there another way to teach that standard? Mm -hmm. But then you mentioned, can they come before the board? We have a grievance process that a parent can choose to come before the board. I don't wow. know, but we. We always will try to work with the teacher and the parent, our instruction department, and Dr. Duke, to come up with the best way to do, to teach the students what they need to learn, and possibly accommodate the teacher if we can. But at the end of the day, the standard has to be taught. The students going to be tested on the standard. The teacher's evaluation, their, their scores, mm -hmm. that, that st student scores, going to be uh, taken with the uh, 10 ready TCAP test. Mm -hmm. You feel comfortable with that? I think it's the best solution that we have right now. And the uh, monies control pretty much what goes on. Because if, if you're cut off from um, federal monies, that's a pretty good lick. 
if you cut off from monies from Nashville, that's a big lick, isn't it? Correct. I mean, they, they state if the school system knows that teachers are not teaching what they're supposed to be teaching, how or how they're teaching it, we could lose funding. Yeah. And we're going to abide by the law. Yeah. Just plain and simple. Butch is sitting over there saying, don't ask me that. Look at him. I can see it now. Yeah. Uh, give him your, your headphones, Ralph. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're all dealing with this, and I hate to bring it up, but I will, this critical race theory deal, you know? Oh, yes. And whether or not you agree with it or not, uh, and personally, I don't know that I do agree with it, because to me, history is history. Yeah. I don't care whether it's the Civil War and slavery. Yeah. Was it right? In today's standards, no. Back then, that's what was done. Uh, World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, and all the other things that go along, all of that is history and part of what has made our country as good as it is today. Yeah. And for a student to know a little bit about what is making up history and putting us in a situation we're in today, I don't think that's wrong. And I'm not going to tell you that we're going to teach it. And I think that whole thing deals with whether or not you're saying that one race of people is better than the other. Uh, and I don't know that that's... We've, we've got into too much of a, a separation of people. And and and, I, and that's one of the things that that's really bothered me right now because just like you say, one race is not better than an in, than another race, and, and the only time that you get beyond that was when you develop friendships over the years. That uh, I don't know if you were in the service or not, Butch. I can't remember, but uh, when you go in the service. Uh, Almost every ethnic group in the uh, in the history of the world, you're all together all right and you're working together as a team. And uh, the sad thing about it, we're we're allowing that to come apart. And it's almost who in the world is pushing this? It just really bothers me because it's not a positive thing for this country. And and we're all one big family. And it's about time that. People followed suit. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's amazing to me how that's happening. Well, I agree with you. I yeah. agree, you know. Even in the time that you and I grew up, you know, when, before you had integration. Yeah. You know, but still, we had friends of a different ethnic group uh, that we had, whether or not they were. And some of the best friends you could ever that's have. That's right. That's exactly correct. You're right. And you, you, you would support each other no matter if, if the world is going to come to the end. You're going to come to their uh, side, and they would come to your side. And right. when, when you uh, rely on each individual uh, to be your friend or be your supporter or, or protect you in, in, in a lot of uh, situations, it, it just seems like that uh, there's always somebody trying to pull you apart. And I don't understand it. Well, I don't understand either, but it's that's the way the world is, and that's what, something we just have, we have to combat every day, I think, in, in yeah. our daily lives. Well, I know you've done a good job, big boy. Well, thank you. We've we've had a good time. We know we had I had 41 years in public education. That you know, I I never regretted getting up, going to school every day. Uh, I always enjoyed the students and. Conversing back and forth and talking yeah. with them and seeing you did them. a great job over at Walter well, Hill. Thank you. We I had a good staff, Truman. Yeah, you I, really I, I did. I ran into Joyce Ely the other day. Did you? Saw her over here, and she had her mask on, and uh, and we and she came up and and started talking. You, you don't remember me? And I said. I can't see you behind that mask. Right. And it was Joyce. Bless her heart. I think she was one of the best teachers that oh. uh, ever was in a classroom here. And she did such a great job uh, taking care of the finance. She was a county commissioner. Yeah. And uh, I don't know of anybody that was ever better th no. than Miss Joyce. Joyce was an excellent teacher and was an excellent leader. And not only with the youth in our building, but also with other faculty members as well. Well yeah. respected. Very well, well respected. respected. But I, speaking of history, I, I think that 
you tried to uh, emulate one of the greatest people in the history of the world, the Marquis de Sade. You did it such a great... You're looking at me with... You don't even know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. You're using words that are above my vocabulary. In the basement, you had all those torture chambers down in there. And if a kid stepped out of line, there you go. And I I was so uh, uh, taken with that. You, You just... Nobody ever got out of line at the Walter Hill School. Well, you know, sometimes we had some that were little renegades, I guess. But you're you're talking about that one deal that they made such a big thing out of when a man wanted to run for a public office one yeah. time, uh, the dungeon. And the fact be known, the young man's mother recommended that we place him sitting there for a, a while. And it was not like the... Like the black cat cave out there. You oh know? gosh, yes. It was. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was. That's where we kept all of our uh, supplies for the cafeteria, and you know, uh, it was. I mean, it was clean. There wasn't anything wrong with it. It was just, you know, we isolated him, and that's what she wanted to do. Yeah. It was her recommendation. I said, well, okay, if you think so. But we watched him. He wasn't. He had the opportunity to get up and walk around, do what he wanted to, if he needed to be. Hey, we have a caller on the line. All right. Caller, welcome aboard. Yes, Rudios. Hey, Casey. Let me tell you, man, you all talk about some deep stuff right now. This (laughs) this is something. I I grew up in a time that I thank God that we all grew it and got away from it. Let me tell you something, Mothersboro. I I moved, my family moved to Mothersboro in the 60s. And I tell you something. I, I don't like to talk about this, and I don't like to see it now, but i tell you what. I remember when a, this thing called integration went on. Yeah. Thank God for musicians, because <laughs> musicians got along always. You did? I can prove it. We, we, I mean, and I played in places where I remember when, I'm going to say this. I don't care. I know about to take it. I was always loved by white people. Let me say it again. I was treated nice by white people. And I'm going to say this, I don't like to talk about this, but I'm going to, and anybody know me, I've never changed, and I don't take this color thing. I don't play, I, I hate these, I don't, I don't, anybody know me personally? No, I don't, I don't play about this. I was, past time pool room, uptown, and a lot of places uptown, I, I didn't realize what I was doing, you all. I love everybody. I believe in God, and I, I try to walk that way. I remember when the stuff was, White and black in Mothersburg. We, we moved to Mothersburg and Smyrna, but I didn't live mm-hmm. like that. I remember when I got a little job at Pastime Pool Room, and I, I want to find out where Lib Camel, Camel ran the pool room. Y'all probably know him. Yeah. I wish I could find his family member now, because he raised me as a child. He was white and I was black. That man took care of me. Y'all hear me? I, I, was, yep. I was treated with love. By white people, and I don't. I, I, I tell my son them, if I catch any of them, you you try to, to treat somebody wrong. I don't care who it is. You want to deal with me, cause I know how I was treated. People told me some stuff by watching. I, you know, I experienced this for myself. Don't you listen to what somebody tell you. You do. You look at stuff. You if you believe in God, you love everybody. See, we talk about one thing. Then we, I remember in the sixties, and some of it going on now, but we walk another way. You need to practice what you preach, America. God do not like racist, black prejudice, and and you know what I've seen? Blacks were prejudiced against blacks. I was treated wrong with black people. Hello, truth. Pass I got over. you. I'm the one, listen to this, I'm the one that integrated, ooh, I hate to use that word, but I was loved by white people, and I stand up and tell it anywhere. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, am I in Christian old school? I remember the year that they told us at Bradley School, the ladies told us, said, next year you all won't, times are going to be different next year at school, because you all won't be back at Bradley next year. We didn't even know what she was talking about. That was the year they integrated 
the schools, and I'm, we, we didn't know what was going on. But God said we're all one. Practice what you preach, world. I appreciate y'all time, and I've been wanting to say this for years. Anybody know me? I got a problem. When you say one thing and you walk another way, if you are godly people, you need to walk it, America. I wish I had more time. Y'all have a good day, and I love WGNS. Thank God for you all. Have a good day. I'm listening. Love you, Casey. Now, that, that's, uh, that's pretty special. It is special. Yeah. And, and 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 it seems like when you get into this mess that's going on, love is not part of the equation. It's really not. It's gotten to the point where it's not as much as what it should be. That's yeah, sure. which yeah. is a sad thing. Yeah. And uh, people should speak their minds about, you know, their their relationship. Most of us. Uh, we all have a part of starting a relationship with people who we, we like and people we enjoy, and uh, it really doesn't have anything to do with skin color. It, it has to do with uh, being able to get along with other people and, and just enjoy them. I mean, being in the, the military is one of the best things that ever happened in this country with the two years that everybody had to serve and you had to be around everybody who come from all kinds of walks of lives back in those times and you got to understand people i mean it, you don't want people to to tell you who you can uh, have friends with and who you can't have friends you you develop those things on your own well and and everybody's not alike can you imagine what it would be like if, if everybody was a clone of Truman Jones or Ralph or Butch, you know, it's, that's why, like I said. I, I can see the first one going along pretty good. <laughs> but but remember how, Butcher, when we uh, all grew up, uh, we were, uh, take the Mitchell Nelson area. Most of us uh, came from different types of backgrounds oh, yeah, over sure. there, but we we got along. It, 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 if we had a fight in the in, in on the on the school grounds, uh, that only lasted for a few minutes. Then after that, heck, we loved each other. That's right. If, if we, we were like a family. If we didn't, Gilbert Sharon took care of us. Boy, he sure did. And you know, Gilbert Sharon, bless his heart. I love him always because he did so much for every one of us. He did. Gilbert Sharon was our elementary school principal. Yes. And also my little league baseball coach. Mine too. So That's how I ended up at Mitchell Nelson. That's right. That's right. And he gave me number seven. You don't know who number seven was, do you? You were. <laughs> Mickey Mantle. That's right. He was. And we were the Yankees. Remember right. that? We were the Yankees. And, and I was I was scared to death because he taught mom and dad into uh, making me come to Mitchell Nelson. I was a country boy. I didn't have a clue about being around all those city boys, and it scared me to death. And but, you, but you adjusted very well. Well, I adjusted because Gilbert Sharon made every one of those baseball players line up and tell me who they were and where were they and where they went to school. Otherwise, I, I don't think I would have ever had a friend during that whole time that that I was playing baseball for the Yankees because nobody knew who I was. And, but just his introduction made everything okay. Made it all well worthwhile. Yeah. Is there anything that we haven't covered that would be up a, a... Yeah, I want Ralph to cover a little bit about uh, classified employees and the problems that we're having and with ESP as well because I had a... I asked you a question earlier today and I had a parent who called and asked me about that. Did you say ESPN? No, ESP. Oh. ESPN. I have a trouble with ESPN. Okay. <laughs> Our ESP is an acronym for Extended Extended School Program. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar with it, yeah. Um, right now, our classified positions, many of them, like substitute teachers, mm -hmm. uh, custodial, transportation employees, nutrition employees, mm -hmm. uh, we're having difficulty finding enough employees. Mm -hmm. And ESP 
really effective. For the first time, I think, in the history of ESP, we're having to put caps at every school on the number of children that we can take in our before and after school care program because we don't have enough staff to care for those children. Oh, wow. And so I hadn't heard that. We're trying to reach out to our EAs and our teachers uh, who are currently working at the schools during the school day to stay an hour or two after school or be- come in before school to help out mm-hmm. as well. But to start the school year, we're having to set caps and then put students on a waiting list mm-hmm. because we have to have uh, so many ratios, like one staff per 20 students. Mm-hmm. And that's a K through six, but in pre-K it's one staff per 13 students. And then special ed has a lower staff uh, people teacher ratio. So unfortunately, we don't have enough staff to care for our children in the before and after school care program. So how do you reach out and try to find the people? We have, we're posting a position at MTSU. We've got flyers at MTSU because I guess 90% of our employees come from MTSU and we're hoping once MTSU starts the school year that mm-hmm. we'll get more uh, applications and uh, ESP employees. But we're reaching out. We're uh, posting on every social media that we have, mm-hmm. every job post, job board that there is. We're just trying to get enough uh, staff for our children. Are there? Uh, I know the people that are looking to be teachers has gone backwards uh, because um, for whatever reason. Um, how how do you paint the picture? for what it means to be a teacher here in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County and and get more interested in that because I know uh, my grandson's uh, uh, girlfriend, uh, she's wanting to be a a teacher in in the lower grades and it it looks to me that that might be more of an attractive type situation than on into the higher grades because you're dealing with little kids and and they're 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 just straining to learn at that particular age. Oh yes, I mean, elementary school teachers, they set the foundation for that child's learning environment for the rest of their I mean education career. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're setting a foundation. You know, we teach them to read between the kindergarten and second grade. Mm-hmm. They have an easier road in front of them so mm-hmm. that's our that's our big task but to we develop partnerships we have an excellent partnership in mtsu mm-hmm. we're trying to develop other partnerships with other universities other colleges to try to go in and promote murfreesboro city school and like i said earlier we have an excellent reputation yeah uh, and esp is an excellent beginning stage to become a teacher because yeah. you take care of children you teach children at that and while you're in college and then once you graduate college, you're going to get, you get into a classroom and it's going to be much easier if you've worked in ESP or something like that. But we just, we just have to uh, promote and recruit harder than we have in the past to get, and our motto is we hire the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Mercer City Schools wants the best of the best teachers. We want the best of the best bus drivers and so forth. So we're very selective. If you don't meet our standards, you're not hired. And so it, it's going to take much uh, more work to find the best of the best. Yeah. We'll have to reach, uh, we'll have to broaden our range. To, teaching, you have to have a calling to be a teacher. You have to love children. And uh, you're not going to make as much money as you, uh, I mean, going to school as much as you have to to become a teacher. Uh, some of those uh, other careers uh, the, the the money level is much higher, uh, but in in schools, uh, governments, you have uh, uh, those uh, special um, uh, things as far as retirement and all the things that it's an it's an automatic for you, and you do pretty well, and and the insurance that are provided, in those type things, but the the real thing is what it does for you personally to be with those kids and know that you're doing something special for their lives to come up in the future. You're right, Truman. You know, you talked about a passion and love, and I, I call it a gift. Yeah. You, you have a gift, and 
those students are going to remember it. I, I remember my second grade teacher. I remember all of mine. Yeah, I do too. And yeah. so those those teachers are going to make a lasting impact on that child. Yeah. You know, it's a positive one or a negative one. They're going to make in in many of our schools the the teachers classroom the smile on that teacher's face is the safest environment for that child mm -hmm. and it's huge and they make such a i mean a difference in that child's life and, you know when they put their arm around them and show them that i care about you that that means a whole lot yeah i remember one uh, i'm told butch this before um bubba howe was a, a school resource officer first of all he didn't want to do it and i under you you have to have like you said a passion for it and one day he came to me and said i want to be a school resource officer because i think i can make a difference while within three or four weeks of him being at rockville school those kids they would just come and charge him and want to hug him. And, and, and uh, of course, he had a little private room there also. And it was uh, I've mentioned this before. It's amazing how much those kids will tell him when they would tell nobody else what was going on in their home and, and all the things that uh, especially uh, I, I, most of the time those would have gone completely uh, unheard because they wouldn't tell anybody else they were afraid to but once they had that relationship and uh, that's when my um, attention went to the teachers so much because uh, of what they meant to each child in that classroom and uh, that's that's the big uh, magnet that's in the classroom that draws everybody to those jobs is those students and to make a difference and uh, just like Butch I mean uh, I wouldn't tease him if I didn't think the world of him and Butch had a relationship with those kids uh, that I know he will carry with him until his grave and uh, I, I know that uh, and probably uh, uh, when he gets up into the, goes through that gate, he'll be welcomed in probably by a lot of people that he's made a, a difference for. Yeah, you well, will be. You, you nailed it. You building those relationships, and you yeah. brought up a good group, uh, school resource officers. Mm -hmm. They build those relationships as well with the students, and yeah. they teach them not to be afraid of policemen. Mm -hmm. And because you know, I'm approachable. I'm here for you to protect you yeah yeah relationships that's what life is all about exactly it makes everything a lot easier well brian's got me a big sign up there that says wrap up the show so <laughs> yeah and i'm glad i had a chance to just be so easy on you guys so we'll see you in the morning at nine <laughs> from nac's adams place Home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.